When people asked us what kind of dog Maverick was, we were always stumped. Now we know thanks to Embark's dog DNA test. He's a golden retriever mixed with Siberian Husky. We also got his health results and shared them with our vet. Embark is the highest rated dog DNA test and a must-have for any pet parent. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get free shipping and save $64 today on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, this week's episode of the Retro Gamers Podcast, episode number 160. Anthony here, and conspicuous by his absence, Larry is not joining us on this week's broadcast because he had better things to do this week. Um, so instead, uh, I'd like you to well, I'd like to introduce Russell and Mike, uh, who are filling in for Larry. Yeah, it takes two people to fill in for him. So, guys, welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for being here. Um, and for those of you guys who don't know. Um, I always talk about how I game online all the time, uh, mostly playing Dead by Daylight or Friday the 13th, and these are two of the guys who waste their time with me. So, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Mike, I know you've been gaming for uh, quite a number of years. Oh yeah. Yeah? How far back do you go? Uh, my first system was the Atari 2600. Nice. Okay. Which was mine as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Russell, you go gaming way back to when? Was that two years ago? 2016, <laughs> Has it been when? that long? <laughs> no, it was 2017. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think it was that long ago. Yeah, two, uh, yeah, yeah. I am a new gamer, um, other than uh, a couple of video cave experiences in my youth. Video cave? Video <laughs> <laughs> <Your> arcade? <laughs> video arcade. Um, no, we, we can take I, video cave, that works. Uh, yeah, I, uh, and actually the, the way that, that I got it pulled into this was through Mike's interest. Uh, Mike is a bad influence on my life usually mm -hmm. and he talked me into jumping in and getting a PS4 and I have been enjoying it ever since. Well not just the PS4 it was yes. because of PSVR and yeah. all the horror stuff that I was showing you in yes. VR. Yeah because I am a horror fan as Mike is and so that's and I know you are as well Anthony I, I am a so horror fan and that's what pulled me in and and I I feel like I have missed out on a lot of really fun horror stuff by starting so late you have actually and you should be ashamed of yourself okay but you know but Mike is also <laughs> responsible for me buying the PSVR as well oh, yeah that that's it. right you're right <laughs> hey Sony that's it's that's two. That's two for Sony. Uh, yeah, they they should well they should have given you residuals while you were in Japan. Uh, yeah, or, or some seriously, type of I should have went to the, the headquarters, <laughs> Sony headquarters. But um, but yeah, so um, I remember uh, just really quickly to talk about that was I was so against VR before um, before I went. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was very. I was like, I don't want to sit in my living room with a thing on my head and <laughs> wave my arms around like a crazy person. Yeah, but I've seen those pictures well <laughs> you have no excuse yeah but you know the, that was for something else you know i got paid for this um but uh, but then you know you invited me over to your house and said you have to try vr and i'm like all right fine and what specifically beat saber <laughs> yes have to, have to try vr have to try beat saber so uh, went by your house several hours later i was on the way home and as soon as i got home i ordered a psvr literally <laughs> as soon as i got oh, yeah. home it took no time. Um, and Beat Saber is one of my 
primary workout games. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what do I do? I stand in my living room with a thing on my head and I wave my arms around like a crazy person. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, but um, I thought what would be interesting to talk about today um, on the show, well, we got a couple of topics, obviously, but um, the, the one that I really wanted to start with was since Mike and I are really old gamers, um, going back. You well, know, I wouldn't say we shouldn't say that. Well, we're seasoned. We're old school. <laughs> we're old school. Not just okay. we're old gamers. Well, <laughs> come <laughs> on. Fine. We're old school gamers. We go. We go all the way back to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Um, and since Russell, you are yeah. just a, a newbie, basically, mm -hmm. a nice mm -hmm. noob, uh, with the PlayStation Four. I thought we can just kind of go back and forth and talk about like. You know the differences and the similarities possibly between old and new stuff and maybe educate you a little bit on some of the old school stuff i i would certainly appreciate that all right cool um so i will uh i will start it off and just jump right in to probably the obvious difference between old and new stuff graphics right graphics now um i don't know um i know with russell with you like what are some of the games that you play so um, uh, I have been introduced to uh, well, um, Mike first introduced me to Arkham, uh, which was through the VR, and okay. that's that. That was the first thing that I experienced. Really, I'd seen him play some other stuff. Uh, I have played things like Astrobot. Uh, we just recently got into Firewall. Uh, Farpoint was the one that Mike uh, really stressed that I get when he had uh, started venturing into that, mm -hmm. and that was kind of a changing game for me because I it's where I, a lot of stuff started to come together and it made sense to me of like story mode and come competitive mode online mode it's like that was the first game that I got into other than Friday the 13th mm -hmm. but Farpoint is a much more elaborate setup I would say than Friday the 13th is because Friday the 13th is just you go into the lobby you go into the match right so uh well Farpoint's more you're that you're exploring a planet <laughs> yeah like exactly a planet and that's in VR and well. that's in VR, right? And um, and the Dead by Daylight we, we've played a lot in the last few months, in particular. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm avoiding life by playing Dead by Daylight, as we all are. But yes. Going back to Farpoint, some of the best memories I have playing playing online with Russell are in that game. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because so there's a they added a PvP mode, so you can play one one v one. Okay. And because you know Russell had it, I was like, okay, let's play. And obviously, the point is to find the other person and kill them. So I would sneak around places, yeah. and Russell was still getting the hang of it. So it, if you've seen that office where Jim is playing Call of Duty, mm -hmm. and, then, and he's just like running in a quarter and jumping, that's kind of like what Russell looked like. <laughs> and so I would go behind him, hold the gun up to his face, and I'd say, Russell turn around because you know you can talk yeah. to each other through yeah. the mics he would turn around and then bam blast yeah. him right in the face nice <laughs> multiple times <laughs> did, did you ever manage to return the favor uh once or twice but that was it no he always got the drop on me that doesn't surprise me <laughs> <laughs> at all um, but um you know as, well I know um I know VR is like a completely like it's it's like it's whole other this whole other animal in this universe where um uh, you actually get to step basically step into the game. Yeah. But um, but I'm curious in terms of like how how realistic is that for you when you're actually playing VR? Like, 
And specifically, like I'm talking like graphically, like the well, look it, of them. It's an unreal world, but it feels real for okay. me. And I, I and because I mean, one of the things that you guys have done for me is pointed me toward like, oh, this was a seminal game. Oh, this was important in the history of video games. And I go back and look at graphics for everything from, I mean, you, we sat down in your place one time and you showed me Mega Man. Mm -hmm. Because I worked with people who loved Mega Man, but I they didn't have it where they could show me images or anything. So it's like you showed me Mega Man, and I looked at those graphics and went like, "You're kidding me!" It was like because I'm used to what's my entry level is now. Yeah. So that um, uh, Sonic, you know. Yeah, because you played some Sonic Mania, right? I did, and I it didn't pull me in. And it's interesting to me that I and and most of the side-scrolling games, even when, like they were in vogue, even when that was the technology, mm -hmm. for some reason I never responded to those in arcades. The only thing I would respond to is, you know, my favorite game in an arcade was Mr. Do's Wild Ride, which was is a very similar structure to Donkey Kong. Yes, because you're you're doing almost the exact same moves of, as Donkey Kong Pretty in much. Mr. Do, so when I looked at the side-scrolling games that for some reason just didn't make sense to me and they still don't and I, and I think it's now because the graphics have come so far that that feels like a real step backwards for me so, so you basically need either a fully 3D environment or a single screen I would say yes, and it's funny that you say single screen because now I'm looking. I'm because that's what Mister Do like, is like Mister Do right. Donkey Kong. It's just really a single screen. Yeah, it's a single screen. But I'm also thinking of like you know Five Nights at Freddy's is basically single screen. Mm -hmm. You know, for the majority, and you know, and I like Five Nights at Freddy's is a game that I never got into. So even though it's a horror game and there's some great jump scares in it, I never finished it. Just because, like, oh, this is this is really not that interesting to me. Yeah, because you're just kind of switching. Yeah, because you're switching cameras. Back and forth. Yeah. So, which, by the way, uh, recently, to me, I looked at that, and then I have seen you talk about Night Trap, yes. which is an infamous game <laughs> that I mean, I have heard multiple people refer to over the years um, as being a horror game that was sort of a game changer, apparently, to some degree. Uh, and very controversial. Yes, and I think it was more a game changer for the controversy than it was for the game itself. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Night Trap fan? I've never heard of it. Really? <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Okay. Dana Plato? I know who she is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She was the star in Night Trap. Oh. So, um, what so, system? Uh, this was Sega CD, actually. Oh, uh, Sega CD, and um, uh, it was on a couple of other CD-based systems. But um, the concept of the game was basically that you were um, you were basically a voyeur in this full motion video movie. Oh. So you're watching this movie like play out, and these girls are having a slumber party, and Dana Plato plays this undercover agent because there are vampires that are trying to kill the girls, and basically you have eight security cameras that you're watching the house in, and the movie keeps running as you're switching screens. And whenever vampires are coming in the house, you had to um, you had to set off traps to trap them. Hmm before they got to the girls. Um, and if you made it all the way through, you got to see the whole movie, basically. That's what it was. Cool. The, the most unbelievable vampires in history. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's horrible. terrible. <laughs> okay, uh, another actor in it you may know. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Rick. Oh, yeah. Andrew Jones, he was in it also. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. huh. But it's, it's interesting that that setup is very similar to 
Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, that's exactly... Yeah, so Night Trap was one of the first games to utilize that format. There were a few other ones. There was actually one... Uh, what was the name of it? Uh, oh, it's a, I think it's a Killer Switch or, or Kill Switch or something like that with Corey Haim. <laughs> which is which is also really awful but um but yeah it's that whole it's that whole concept of everything keeps moving um and you just have to you have to keep up with it or else you lose because if you like if enough people die the game just ends right but uh, but again but that that's a whole other type of graphic situation because in that's in that sense you're watching a movie so it's just video right um they had a similar game on sega cd uh for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you know, the TV show Mighty what, Morphin Power Rangers? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, what it was, basically, they had five episodes from the first season on it, and you were watching the episodes, but then you had to, like, press a button on your controller when it told you to, and you only had, like, a couple of seconds to do it. And as long as you kept doing that, you basically just got to watch the episode. And if you screwed it up, you lost. <laughs> Sounds like Dragon's Lair, in a way. That is kind of, yeah, it is kind of Dragon's Lair-esque. Just like that. Do you remember Dragon's Lair? No. Okay, so that was an arcade back in the '80s, similar concept, except it was it was like a it, it ran like a cartoon, yeah. right? Which, by the way, they um, uh, limited games released that on the PS4. I Dragon, saw that, yeah. So um, I actually picked that up, which is oh, really nice. cool. But um, yeah, but since uh, since you're but you're more ingrained in terms of graphics and just today's world, uh, and I think it's like, literally just a product of the time that I'm entering into this mm -hmm. so because like I said the side-scrolling games don't hold my interest long enough and it's partially the graphics and it's partially just the physical layout of what you're supposed to do you know I find everything that I've gone through with Mike as far as play goes um, and everything that he's introduced me to recently is, is far much more interesting structure-wise, goal-wise, everything is just more interesting to me. And I think it's just a product of the of where I'm entering this fun. And I think if I had been, if I had grown up with a controller in my hand, I would feel differently. Mm -hmm. I really would. because But I wasn't exposed to side-scrolling games other than the occasional arcade thing. You know, just like, I don't get the hang of this and I only have one more quarter. Makes so, sense. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of spare change in my youth. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't spend a lot of time in arcades. I understand. Well, you know, I mean, if you, and if you don't have the quarters, you can't do it. So, yeah. Tron was a favorite of mine, personally. Of course. So I was a, I was okay at Robotron, but... Uh, I was never yeah. a fan of Robotron. So it it's really pretty boring because every level is exactly the same. <laughs> I don't know. I used Just to more more things yeah. attacking. I used to enjoy Berserk, and that was even slower oh, than Robotron. Yeah. See, I just like the sound effects in Berserk. The, the sound effects were the best thing in Berserk for sure. But um, well, now Mike is somebody who has played two uh, D side scrollers. Do um, do today's games kind of like sour you on them, or is it more no, nostalgic? No. I'm, I mean, as far as gaming goes, and stories and structure and you know graphics we're miles and miles ahead of where like my brain can even comprehend how we're here mm. you know like you play red dead redemption 2 with hdr on and then i think about growing up and playing super mario brothers or something and it's like how are we here this is this looks real yeah like this backdrop is real but it's not and it, it's insane to me but <clears throat> i think those all of those side scrollers they're just fun um they're fun to play whereas i think games now are still fun but there's an added level because there's they added like 
the trophy component or achievements and things like that so it's not the same to me whereas you can play super mario brothers and oh like oh damn it i died on world four mm. have to start over yeah but here but nowadays i don't know if it's if it's because of the different things that they added but it's like when you get to certain points like I only need this many more kills to get this trophy. I need to do this. And you kind of pressure on. Whereas before, it's like, oh, dang it, I died. I'm going to try again tomorrow. So yeah. before, everything was level-based? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, side-scrolling. Oh, yeah. Most side-scrolling oh, okay. games were level-based. Um, right, so there was a boss have... at the end of each level. Mm -hmm. and... So and, and the boss is like one extra hard level or something? No, no, the boss is the guy you have to overcome at the end of the oh. level in order to move on to the next level. <laughs> see, terminology. This is what you guys do for me. Is yeah. You teach me terminology but, and stuff. But, but see, <laughs> and that, that brings up a good point too, though, because like one of the one of the things about today's games is like it's so easy to save your spot and like mm -hmm. go yeah. back to it whenever you want. Yeah. Whereas like when we're talking like old school side scrolling games and everything like that, you had three lives or you got extra lives or whatever. Right. And you had three lives. When those three lives were done, Game is over. Yeah. You have to start all the way back at the beginning. There wasn't right. a saving, so um, it really, it, it well, it basically you had to learn the patterns of everything that were going right. on in the game. Which I know people who did that, particularly with Pac-Man. Yes, that was the one where like my, my friends knew the patterns and I didn't, and so Pac-Man was not as interesting to me as my friends who could go level after level after level. Mm -hmm. And it was very you know, and and, it, and I would watch them play. And it was almost like remote, like they were on autopilot. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. You just become you become like part of the machine. And you're just going. <laughs> well, you know, uh, if you've if you've ever seen the documentary King of Kong, I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen that. I mean, mm -hmm. literally, you're watching. Uh, you know, I, for, I forget the other guy's name. I know Billy Mitchell, but the other guy, um, literally, with the Donkey Kong machine in his garage, and he's plotting out right. on the screen like the patterns yeah. so he mm -hmm. can figure it out and memorize it. And then, what is the like the unofficial sequel to King? Uh, to, to that documentary uh, it's about the guy who plays the really rare video game and there's tournaments of it and he... oh, oh um, I can't remember the name I, of I'm drawing a blank on the name of it but I found that fascinating as well yeah um, because it was so shoot. specialized and the controversy was whether or not he had altered the motherboard in the final competition yes mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> I was like I found that fascinating but it was it was a it was a world that I could not relate to but it was a fascinating to see the passion and commitment that was on display. Yeah. And the whining. Because didn't Billy Mitchell complain because he his score got beat and it was like, oh, it can't be real? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And um, he's, well, and now recently, Billy Mitchell's been banned from... Oh, has he? Oh, yeah, Twin, Twin Galaxies banned him because they um, they found out that um, that his high score video and everything, like that was doctored. So they, 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 wow. they, they not only rescinded... They rescinded everything, but he's been banned permanently now. Good. He's wow. he's trying to appeal it, but well, I mean, it was really, it, I mean, he was really weird. I mean, he built the whole, he built his whole mystique on a VHS cassette of him beating Donkey Kong. Right. And he didn't have any, he didn't have like an official uh, record or whatever, the Twin Galaxies person there or anything like that. Whereas right. the other guy who did do it or, or other people who do do it they have a, a representative there he, right. was, he just submitted a video and there were a lot of questionable things about the video and finally they decided mm. to they decided he was lying wow. um, and he's trying to because you can ask everybody he's never ever done it and like like done that high score in front of another person right it's only been the weight of this video that he has so um, but oh well did not know any of yeah, that yeah boohoo <laughs> um 
but yeah, so I, I wonder though if one day like you'll find some side-scrolling games, even if they are older games. Like like you know, for us, like Super Mario Brothers is like canon. You know what I mean? It's like we can like I can go back to that any day of the week, which and just I play through have it. not tried yeah. Super Mario Brothers yet. Really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you look shocked. <laughs> wow. So. Well, I mean, I guess that's understandable considering your first console is a PS4. I mean, if you haven't, if you've never owned the Nintendo, you've never played a Super Mario Brothers. I mean, granted, it's blasphemy, but sorry, um, yeah, that's okay. But we can we 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 can always fix that. We can uh, we can help. We you. can yes, we can help you. Where uh, maybe we should have made this episode like a like a. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now forty to sixty percent off, and women's boots and shoes to finish the look fifty to sixty percent off, and upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart collection. Now sixty five percent off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. When people asked us what kind of dog Maverick was, we were always stumped. Now we know thanks to Embark's dog DNA test. He's a golden retriever mixed with Siberian Husky. We also got his health results and shared them with our vet. Embark is the highest rated dog DNA test and a must-have for any pet parent. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get free shipping and save $64 today on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. Russell, video game education <laughs> seminar. Yes, we'll do like a video education <laughs> seminar. Uh, video game education. Um, but um, what I was going to say, though, is that there are a couple of side-scrolling games I know you've played and enjoyed because I, and granted they're newer games, but remember I had told you to download Limbo and Inside. Yes, absolutely. And those are side-scrollers. Yes, and I absolutely love them. So why why do you feel like you love those compared to maybe other, like maybe classic oh, side-scrollers? completely the world. It's the world. It's the world. It's completely. the world and the story. Yeah. Okay, so story matters. Story matters to me, and as I and literally, it's I work with story as part of my career. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that I am drawn to that immediately. Okay, and then story wise for you, if you had to pick, let's say, just pick one game retro, that's like got the most solid story for you. What what pops in your head? Probably Legend of Zelda. Just a classic princess kidnapping by yeah. evil pigman. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what most of the games retro games were. Yeah, it really was. It was always a damsel in distress of some kind. Right. I mean, even Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was, uh, oh, and you know what? Like, see, I find this fun because you don't know any of this information, so I can get the, oh, wow, really type of things out of you. <laughs> but did you know that the only reason why Donkey Kong was created was because um, the original license for the game that they were trying to make um, uh, was for Popeye. And that game was supposed to be Popeye climbing up to save olive oil from Bluto, but they lost the license to Popeye. Wow! And they had to do they had to do something else in the game, so they created Donkey Kong, Pauline, and right. Jumpman, which later became Mario. Wow! No, I did not know any of that. See? I always assumed because of the name Donkey Kong <laughs> that it was a reference to Kong and Fei Ray. No, that was never the plan. Wow! Yeah. Okay. So and, and not only that, because um, Universal at one point sued Nintendo, claiming that they were used, they infringed on the rights of King Kong oh, wow. to make Donkey Kong, 
and Universal Lost. Mm, yeah, I, there's not enough similarity there, yeah. I think, to prove nope. infringement. No, definitely. Well, I mean, it's, it's a yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, um, so they were supposed to have the rights to Popeye, didn't get them, and then wow. but then a couple of years later, they did get the rights to Popeye and they put out a Popeye game, which is fantastic. I love that game. That game is awesome. Like collecting the hearts, yeah, by You're, punching them. Wow. Yeah, so so like yeah, like olive oil is throwing like hearts life to, was yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, yeah, if you want to collect hearts in life, you punch them. <laughs> um, so this is one that I always this 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 is one I thought would be good for debate too because. Um, something I always go back and forth on or, or between retro and, and current is the game actual game quality and which is better um, because I still feel like for me retro like old retro games have better quality in terms of experience than current and I don't know if it's because games to me these days feel so realistic that I kind of step out of it a little bit um, but are you? But if you're talking quality, that's opinion. Well, of course, it's always going to be opinion, and I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer to this. Like for me, like I'd rather go back and play Legend. I'll play Legend of Zelda. I'll play the original Legend of Zelda twenty times over without mm. blinking an eye, and I have no problem doing it. Um, but if you asked me to take a current game that I've already played through and play through it again, I won't mm -hmm. because I'm like, nah, you know what? I already put the time in, and I'm done. Mm -hmm. um, and and so I don't know I mean granted I know you, you're just more into the newer games but Mike in terms of that aspect like how do you feel well I mean I think with the retro games I can replay those because you don't have to think you can turn your brain off it's like oh I have to get ready I have to leave in an hour oh mm -hmm. I can play 10 minutes or you know 30 minutes or however long it takes me to die of this not worry about it not worry about a save point not worrying about a trophy not worrying about anything and just turn my brain off like do to do, do go through the motions but as far as quality the games now blow it away i mean you know i brought up red dead redemption 2 earlier and red dead redemption 2 i mean like as far as quality like that game goes on literally forever if you want it to and there's no levels and you know <clears throat> when i think of quality i think of everything the story the okay. graphics sound um, everything and that game to me blows anything else away from from NES or S Super NES anything like that okay and you don't think it suffers in any way that it is open-ended to the point where you can never finish it not at all because okay. there because the story mode you can finish it but even after story mode is done you can still play if you want to or you can go and play the online version of it which is basically another story mode in a way okay um and that's when you can have your friends come in and play which guys it's on sale for black friday just saying um <laughs> but you know it's... we're just gonna wind up getting shot in the head probably <laughs> yeah probably been there done you can that. turn friendly fire off um <laughs> but but yeah like that game you know with 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 games that have a definitive end, you know, that's cool because you've accomplished it. Mm -hmm. But with games that have a false end, you know, we play Dead by Daylight every night. Mm -hmm. That goes on forever, technically. Technically, you know, but each match is roughly 20 to 30 right. minutes. But, and that's, that can be considered an end, but you're not progressing in a story. You're not really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, sorry, going back to your original question, yes. I think quality-wise, the games now blow it away. 
Okay. And then, uh, Russell, in terms of what he said about, like, games not having an ending, do you feel like, um, do you feel like you need to have, like, an ending for a game to feel like it's accomplished, or are you okay, you okay with I, the whole open-endedness? It goes back to the, the story mode of things, is I like to reach a conclusion. And I think that's why Firewall didn't pull me in as much. Even though, to, to be totally honest, Firewall and Dead by Daylight are very similar in construction. Mm -hmm. It's like, the goal is different, but it's very similar in construction. Uh, actually, Firewall is probably a little simpler than Dead by Daylight because you literally have the two points that you're trying to reach, and and either protect or corrupt, depending on what you know what you're doing. So, but yeah, story mode. Yeah, I do like to have an ending. But something that I've said to you guys, one of the things I really like about Friday the Thirteenth is twenty minutes. So, like you said, Mike, it's like I wake up and I usually play a round of something before going to work. Right now, it just happens to be Dead by Daylight. I used to do it with Friday the 13th because I knew, okay, wait, if I set my alarm for 10 minutes early and I can do one round of Friday the 13th then while breakfast is doing its, you know. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I like having that defined time limit. And Dead by Daylight, as you said, is anywhere from five to 30 minutes, depending on who you end up in the lobby with. So it's like, I, I do like the short term aspect of that, of like, you can reach some kind of a conclusion. But you're right, it's it's goes on forever. It's an endless loop. And so the loops are different, but it's an endless loop. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. You brought up something that it made me think about things. Um, with retro games, you don't have to worry about, uh, you didn't have to worry about anything, a developer messing it up you, with, an, with an update. Nowadays, <laughs> that's something you have to worry about. Oh yeah. Um, Firewall is a perfect example. They did an update. They put things behind a paywall, and it made the game literally unplayable for the majority of the people playing it. And I, I believe it got fixed, but it took a few weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, there's things even in Dead by Daylight. They broke this with the last update. They yep. did this. But the flip side, a lot of times we get free things from those updates. Yeah. We get new levels or new mm -hmm. characters, and that's something that we'd have to wait for a sequel, like in the retro games. We have to wait for Super Mario 2 to get right. like an extended story or something. Yeah, but when you think about retro games though, um, for the most part, unless unless you uh, unless you're LJN, which is a whole other story, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a game developer. They were just they made they made really bad games. Um, okay, <laughs> there you go. So unless you're LJN though, for the most part, like games that were released back then were good. Mm -hmm. I mean they, they I mean any glitches that were in them were usually minimal, so you really didn't have to worry about that as much. Whereas today, every time you pick up a game, you do run the risk of that having a problem. And I'm talking to you, 2K Sports with WWE 2K20, which I still won't play <laughs> until you fix it. Well, what, um, was the, what was the term? Glitchapalooza? Glitchapalooza <laughs> was what I used. <laughs> I mean, or Glitchamania. Glitchamania is, Glitchamania is more appropriate. But, and how many new games have day one patches? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I mean, when... A perfect example when two when I got WWE two K twenty day one there was a twelve gigabyte patch, wow. and they still it still didn't fix everything. It's a mess. The game is an absolute mess. Um, and I you know in my new experience I've seen that with Dead by Daylight where things break when they update and release yeah. new things and yeah yeah I mean and and that and to me that's uh, and and what's funny is like when I emailed two um, K about all the issues they're having. <laughs> Like their response in their email was, "Well, no game is perfect when it comes out, and that's why we have patches." And I literally wrote back to them. I'd be like, "I did not have this problem with previous consoles. 
I'm like, you you finish a game before you release it. Now it's just like, well, we'll release what we have and then we'll yeah. fix it later. Um, I do miss the days of just getting a game and it's like, oh, and playing it and just playing it without worrying about it being broken. <laughs> I mean, um, it's just crazy. Um, that's interesting because I don't know that world. I'm yeah. so like Friday the Thirteenth was the first game I spent a lot of time playing, and you know Farpoint worked fine for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know Firewall. I think when the when what ha- you talked about happened, I, I was doing other stuff. I think I was into Astrobot at that point. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's like I'm used to the the update. Thing. You're used to the whole yeah, yeah. we're going to patch these things yeah. And for me, it was always like. I just I put the disc in or the cartridge in. I play my game and I'm done. And I don't right. have to worry about oh, I got to download something for it or oh, right. it doesn't work. I got to send it right. back or something. Unless, okay. except for LJN. Um, I have a quality question sure. for you guys as being more experienced. And Mike, you made me think of it when you're talking about Red Dead Redemption. I'm talking to someone who I'm working with right now who's. I, I think he's going to buy it on the Black Friday sale, but he said you know, he's messed around and, he, and he's a gamer. He's much more experienced than I am. But he said, like, the thing that worries me about Red Dead is the controls because they're so complex. The, I think you, he, and I think he's intimidated by what I brought up to you when I went to your place mm-hmm. and watched you play for a little while. And our friend Omar, I watched Omar play for a little while. Things are moving so fast around the screen Mm -hmm. as far as the controller and choosing guns and weapons and aiming and doing all this stuff. There's so much going on that I'm looking at it going, I have no idea what's going on. But the thing that you're not seeing, and and of course, if you look at, if this paper was a control scheme, you'd be like, what, how am I ever going to remember this? Yeah. But what you're not seeing is the buildup and like the, not, not really a tutorial, but when they start you off they teach you how to do things and it becomes second nature at that point okay so they'll say like and that's in story mode mm-hmm. okay right. so like they're like okay lasso this panther and it'll be like press l2 or whatever and i'm so dead meat <laughs> and and there's panthers what and then it, it becomes like <laughs> like you subconsciously do it it's like okay lasso's l2 you know, or you know, okay. whatever, or, or aiming is L two, yeah. throwing this or shooting is this. Okay. And, yeah, it's not. They don't just like give you the game and it's like here you go, figure it out. But quality wise, it's like that level of control. Do you mm-hmm. consider that a plus now that you have all of these complex options? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Because the and, and this is coming from someone who you know the like Russell. If, if you don't know, the Atari twenty six hundred was a joystick and one button. No, I, oh, I, I, I've seen them. I know yeah. what you're talking about, but so, yes, I didn't know what it was. You're very limited as to what you can do. You I can, saw that look. Yeah. You can you <laughs> not judge me. You I'm can, sorry, did I? <laughs> you can move, and then you can do one other thing. That's right. it. You know, here, I'm on a horse. I can look backwards. I can look to the side. I can shoot someone. I can pull a lasso. I can throw a dynamite like you can do so many different things and that just adds to the story subtle nice well well done <laughs> and i have a question for you anthony sure so coming because you we mentioned astrobot yeah. and you finally played it after me begging you to play it because <laughs> yes. of everything well i only bought it like six months ago i know <laughs> or eight months ago um because for me coming from side scrollers and nes and n64 
and like like all the different Mario's and the Crash Bandicoots and mm-hmm. all of that. Playing this made me feel like I did the first time I played like the three D version of uh, I forget Mario sixty four yeah Mario sixty four yeah. stuff like that. But it's in VR. So mm-hmm. how how did you feel playing it? Did you feel like this is the next step in the evolution of like these types of games? Yeah, no, that's that's kind of exactly how I felt. If it, it's got that traditional feel to it. Um, while taking that next step, like mm-hmm. you said, because it, it's basically like playing Mario 64, except you're in it with the you yeah. know, with Mario, uh, except in this case, it's Astrobot. Um, I will say um, it's a little strange, um, you know, having to crane my neck around things yeah. and trying to look around corners when I'm trying to move <laughs> this poor guy. I was like, that part I'm not used to. Um, the most I'm used to is like when I would get when I get really serious and concentrate on a game, I lean forward. I was like, that's what I used to do, but that was just to get closer to the screen. Right. I go now. I'm like, I gotta look. I gotta look around and make sure it's all 360. But I do agree with you. I go to me. Astrobot is like, if Nintendo came out with a, a with a suitable VR, and I'm not talking about the Labo VR, yeah. but an actual suitable VR. Not to knock the Labo, but I'm just not. It's, it's a virtual boy to me. Um, but uh, if they came out with a legitimate VR, I would love to play a, a Mario game that's similar to Astrobot. Because that, to me, would be the next evolutionary step for Mario. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think uh, I think we should just roll. You know, I was going to do some breaks and stuff like that in the episode, but I kind of just want to roll, like, keep rolling with this if okay. you guys are cool. Um, because uh, aside from just talking about new games <laughs> and old games, and we got to get you to play some more retro games. Um, I, I, I feel I have not found my way into that just interest wise and like oh this is and I have 25 consoles I'm pretty sure I can find something <laughs> something <laughs> that you'll play probably um, but I will say something that, that Mike was asking you about Astrobot Astrobot I think is the first video game that I felt like a kid like mm. I was so Same happy it just, it just makes you happy and mm-hmm. you and I both work with animated stuff in our jobs yep. and uh it's like uh, so to see the animation the quality of animation the emotion that you the non-verbal <laughs> communication that is with that character mm-hmm. that was the first time i felt in a game i'm re- I, I am relating to this character and that kind of freaked me out but also <laughs> excited me to no end because he gets impatient with you. Yes. It's like if you stop and you're looking around, because I would I would do this all the time, is I would look around like, this world is amazing. And I would turn around and the character in the game is looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel any better when we play Dead by Daylight, I do the same thing. <laughs> you look at me going, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. So, and that's, and that actually, that's a very valid point about you guys. Because, Mike, you've actually sat behind me and watched me play video games. And have said, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the ever-popular, why are you doing that? <laughs> but I, I'm approaching it from my logic. Mm-hmm. is like Because I don't have the years of experience. So I don't sometimes think in game logic. Yeah. And it's like you, like, not, wow, I don't even, like, recently you pointed out to me, it was like, 
Russell, you realize when you do this, you're doing like the killer will know you're over here. And I said, yes, because there was somebody in danger and I was deliberately going to do something to draw the killer's attention if possible. So it was like, so, but you were like, why are you doing this now? And it was like, and it was just a different logic. Mm -hmm. And there's been multiple times when you guys have said, wait, Russell, turn this way. Russell, do this in like, as we're playing online, mm -hmm. you know, and we're talking to each other on microphone. And I sometimes go like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. And then sometimes I can say like, like no, I have a reason for doing what I'm doing. And then sometimes I have to go like, oh, you're right. That's a better idea than what I'm doing. <laughs> so I don't have years of experience. And I think that's where it shows up for me most mm -hmm. is I don't have a game logic. I have a, a like a problem solving logic. I have an escape room logic. Um, although it really hasn't helped me on I expect you to die. <laughs> I expect you to die is wonderful and I have failed miserably at the last level. So um, still have not gotten all the way through it. But I, I don't have a game logic mm -hmm. that makes sense to you guys all the time. And it's like, and I, and I, and sometimes, and I appreciate you making the comment, even though I quite often feel silly when you make the comments. I'm like, oh yeah, why am I doing this? Why aren't I going here? How else are you gonna learn? So yeah, and it's like, and that's, that's and I've been playing. Um, Dead by Daylight has rankings where I've been playing a lot with you uh, while Mike was traveling recently, and what we realized, you realized it, is that I wasn't progressing. Mm -hmm and my rank wasn't changing. When people asked us what kind of dog Maverick was, we were always stumped. Now we know thanks to Embark's dog DNA test. He's a golden retriever mixed with Siberian Husky. We also got his health results and shared them with our vet. Embark is the highest rated dog DNA test and a must have for any pet parent. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get free shipping and save $64 today on a breed and health kit with promo code DNA at EmbarkVet.com. Hi, Carol from L.A. here. We rescued Sadie from a local shelter. With an Embark dog DNA test, we found out she's mostly border collie. She's a much happier dog since we started agility training. I recommend Embark to any dog owner. You can test for 350 breeds and 190 genetic health conditions. Get the highest rated dog DNA test at EmbarkVet.com. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use the exclusive promo code DNA to get $64 off an Embark breed and health kit. Yours was, and part of what it was is I wasn't getting experience because everyone was at a higher level and I was down here rank wise. So what was happening is if I got chased by the killer, the killer caught me faster. I wasn't yeah. playing with killers and, and other survivors on my own at my own <clears throat> level of entry, yeah. sort of. So, and like my rank is climbing much faster now that I've been coming home really, really late from work and playing a couple of games. Mm -hmm. I'm moving up faster because I'm playing with people and I'm not getting killed as fast. And I think that's another thing that I've realized is like, oh yeah, I learned from you guys, but I also need to be playing on my own to gain the experience because I'm not where you guys are. You guys are so much better in so many ways than I am. So, and thank you for shepherding me and that, teaching that, that, me. That's more than just in video games. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks. Wow. You were saying? Uh, <laughs> I would say, uh, I, I want to switch over, but since you were talking about that, but just to circle back really quickly when you were talking about the joy of Astrobot. Oh yeah. I actually think um, 
you should try Super Mario 64 because I feel like you would really granted the graphics aren't going to be the same yeah. and it's not VR but I feel like you would probably get the same kind of joy out of that that you did in Astrobot. well and it's funny because I thought I was going to get that from Sonic because mm -hmm. I just love the design of the Sonic character yeah it's it's He's so freaking cute and cool and mm -hmm. snazzy and like the, you know, and the game itself has some of that, but it just, the game didn't pull me in. Right. The character did, but the game did not. But I bet if you played Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast, have you ever played that one? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's a, it's a 3D, it's a 3D version oh, okay. of Sonic and it has more of a, it's not totally open world, but the levels, it's all, it plays all 3D. I think that would pull you in more than the side-scrolling Sonic games would. I might have that, too. Yeah, I think I still have it as well. Okay. All right, so, yeah, I, w I would love to give it a try. Yeah, I think you should, like, if you go that route, and I, I, th I wonder if um, Zelda's more of, like, an epic adventure kind of game. Like, it's a mm -hmm. longer, it's a, it's a longer game, but even going to any of the Zelda games, starting with um, the N64, like Ocarina of Time and stuff like that, I think you would also find intriguing. Because, again, it's those, ca it's those type of characters where... Um, they're all they're all nonverbal, especially with Nintendo. Nintendo is notorious for nonverbal characters. Okay, um, and they they do everything through you know just different sounds and emotions and visuals, mm -hmm. um, and it just makes it really appealing. So I feel like if you went that route, you would probably enjoy those a lot more. Interesting, because yeah. because that brings up something else that you know I have tried video games along the way of my life mm -hmm. like we've talked about um seventh guest yes which i did play and thoroughly enjoyed i i still to this day remember i call i used to call it the gloopy puzzle and everybody knew exactly what i was talking about oh yes where you're playing it, against stuff and it's the the board it's the, uh, yeah. the board is like i loved it's, it's basically game. like a fellow almost yeah exactly yeah. so um uh i tried mist hated mist yeah, because Mist was like the I have no clue what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know mm -hmm. what my goals are, and that was the appeal of the game. But it was exactly what turned me off. Whatever the claymation game that DreamWorks put out, I felt the same way about. Which one was the claymation game from DreamWorks? Um, when DreamWorks was trying to first start, uh, I believe Steven Spielberg had a hand clay in fighter, it. not clay fighter. No, 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 no. Uh, this was this was a wandering story mode sort of thing, and it was literally uh, you, hmm. like you're going and you're opening something and you're closing it, and you're uh, and I, I that kind of gameplay. Right. Um, I'll see if I can, I'll see if I can figure that out and let you yeah. know what that was, but um, I don't think it did extremely well. But, the, but okay. I found out that the open world sort of wandering pointless feeling games to me did not pull me in. Gotcha. And that is one reason why I never became a gamer is because I was I would read things about Seventh Guest or Mist or like, oh, I have to try this. And then it'll be like, what's the point? The only other one is I worked a job once that we had Doom, you know, which is my first encounter with first person shooter. Ah, uh, first person shooters. And I really enjoyed it. Thought it was very repetitive. Every level seemed to feel kind of the same, except the monsters kept getting bigger. So, but I really enjoyed it. And okay. so that was that, and that's sort of my history. And then after Doom, you know, that was, I, for years, I didn't do anything. So, first person shooters, yay or nay? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, I'll take your Doom and raise you a Wolfenstein. I was just going to say, Doom or Wolfenstein were really the debates there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, aliens killing, or Nazis. Killing yeah. Nazis is, is, is always a great thing. So, uh, Wolfenstein... Which I have for the Jaguar, if you want to play it. You have a Jaguar? Uh-huh. Nice. 
Not on my list. Uh, Atari. Atari system. Okay. All right. Uh, I believe it was Wolfenstein that uh, somebody I worked with tried to introduce me to, and I never got the hang of the visual of it, of how you track the map of where you are. And I kept getting lost and going back to the same places. So I, I and, and the person was like, use the map in the corner, use the map in the corner. And I could never get the hang of it. And when I first started Friday the 13th, if you remember, I oh, had yeah. map problems. There's a map in Red Dead too, so. so. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're screwed. <laughs> but it's um, a bigger map. <laughs> well, and that's gonna, well, that's, bring, that's gonna bring me to our next debate that I really wanna have since we are three, well, we three, um, along with some other people, play pretty much Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th exclusively together of all the multiplayer mm-hmm. games. Mostly because it's the one all three of us enjoy. Yeah. Uh, World War Z did not work out for either yeah. of us. <laughs> what, what happened with that? He finished it. Oh. <laughs> he finished it before we ever bought it. <laughs> so, so, so yes. done. But I will say the handful of times I did play it, I, I wasn't into it as much. Yeah. I just wasn't. Uh, I just, yeah, it did, did you, do you know the New York thing that I did with him about World War Z? No. What happened? So I, I sent him pictures from New York. Last time I went to New York, yeah. I, I sent him a picture like, do you recognize this? And he said, no, it's a shopping mall. And then I moved it somewhere else in the shopping mall. I sent him another picture. He's like, do you recognize it now? And it's the mall that you defend in the first level of World War II. Oh, that's awesome. And it is literally absolutely 100% accurate. And I walked by it because uh, I was like going to go buy a ticket for a show, and I walked by it, and I just had that moment of like, <laughs> like, and I've been in that area before, but mm-hmm. it just it just something registered differently. And I looked at the glass because it's like a huge glass doors on the front, and so I just looked at the glass doors and went, "Why does this look familiar?" And I went in and saw the two escalators and was like, "This is World War Z." <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. So I started snapping pictures and sending them to him, going like, "Do you know it now? Do you recognize this?" <laughs> That's awesome. So wait, where was this in New York? It's it's uh, if you are looking at a map of Manhattan, it's on the lower left corner of Central Park. Okay. So if you go out, there's almost like a roundabout looking intersection. Oh, it's circle? right in that area. So yeah, lower left corner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the it, it's a shopping mall. I know exactly. Like yeah, I know half exactly. a block away. From I know exactly that. where that is. So yeah, and it's That's like awesome. it's all accurate. <laughs> it's like Very the escalators, cool. everything. I think we should all like take a trip to New York and just play World War Z. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would go over. I, I think that would, yeah, it would be great. It'd be perfect. <laughs> but anyway, since World War Z didn't work out for us, and Dead by Daylight and Friday the Thirteenth seem to be the two games we play the most, one more mm-hmm. than the other, of course. I want to know from both of you which one is better. And you can debate. I was going to say define better. Well, <laughs> overall, I don't know if you want to just say overall experience with both games. Now we we play a lot more Dead by Daylight than we do Friday the Thirteenth. That goes mm-hmm. without saying, but that doesn't necessarily mean one is potentially, you know, that Dead by Daylight is better than Friday the Thirteenth. If you were to actually sit down and maybe weigh out everything in the games that you enjoy, mm-hmm. which one has the edge to you? Do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. I mean, I'll say Dead by Daylight. You know, um, only, and the sole reason is because the devs are still updating it, still adding things. 
Friday the Thirteenth, they stopped caring years ago. Like the well, they had no choice. No, this is even before. Oh, okay. Like, before the lawsuit stuff happened, like there's glitches that have been there for since day one. You know, people can still get on the roof of Packinac and like it, there's just exploits, and they stopped caring. And the lawsuit doesn't doesn't affect their ability to fix bugs, and they're not doing it. They just gave up on the game. When it first came out, it was definitely fun, um, and Dead by Daylight was always the comparison. Um, <clears throat> there's things I like better in Friday the 13th. I like that you can fight back. I like that you can defend yourself. I like that you can escape quicker uh, if you find the right things. But the flip side of that is once you play that so many times, you know where things are gonna spawn. Mm -hmm. um, Dead by Daylight's kind of the same. You can probably tell where a lit totem is gonna be. Um, but the fact that they're still updating it and still adding new levels and new characters and have a game plan, uh, as well as fixing the bugs that, that may be caused by an update or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, for me, it's, it's definitely Dead by Daylight. There's a reason we all play it every night for the most part, instead of playing Friday the 13th every night. And uh, you? I I agree with a lot of what he says. Um, I do like Friday the 13th a little more overall, I think, because I think it has better mood and atmosphere overall. Mm -hmm. um, I think Dead by Daylight overall is too bright a game. <coughs> Interesting. It's okay. just like it, it doesn't feel like a horror game to me on some of the maps. It's like particularly the farm map does not feel like a horror game to me. Um, <coughs> Friday the 13th feels more like a horror game to me. And I do like the fact in Friday the 13th is that there's more to do. Um, and you can't escape early. I, li I like all of that about Friday the 13th. Uh, what ruined Friday the 13th for me was when it got that huge popularity surge suddenly the lobbies that were they used to be communal and jovial when i first started playing it pretty casual most people had microphones and then there's this surge did they offer it for free is that what they did yeah. okay yeah. when that happened suddenly the lobbies became toxic antagonistic and filled with children mm -hmm. that and it's like and i did not know this term at the time but squeakers mm -hmm. And I didn't know that term until Mike explained what it was. Like, he's like, oh, did you get a bunch of squeakers? And I was like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and when he explained it to me, he was like, yeah. And they would talk nonstop during the game. And I'm like, it's a horror game. Let me enjoy the horror game aspect of it. But the, and the advantage... <laughs> the best part... I'm sorry to interrupt you. But, the, but that can lead to some of the best things you hear on, over Mike. Oh, yes. Like when parents are telling them to go to bed and yeah. argue. And you had a, a fun fun thing with a parent, right? Uh, I know... Yeah, I know I ran into a parent... Like a parent screaming in the background. No, no, no. About, about your name? Oh, that was not a parent. That was oh. just another player. Oh, and somebody. Like, wait, wait. Somebody took exception to your name. Um, can I can I cuss on your podcast? Uh, I'll bleep it. Um, <laughs> I, I I will bleep myself. Uh, I I popped into a Friday the Thirteenth lobby and there was a incredibly like ear piercingly loud woman just ranting. And when my name came up and uh, my PS4 name is Scary Russ Lives, 
And she said, what? What? Scary Russ lives? I want to tell you, Scary Russ, right now, I don't give up. If you live or if you die, and you need to know oh, that God. right now. And, like, and it's attacking me for my screen name. And I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those games. And literally, you know, I the game started and anytime you were near her, she was just ranting at wow. whoever was nearby. And I was like, and I immediately left the lobby. You know, was this before they made the update where you could kill each other in the game? Because it, oh, okay. it was after. It was. I was like, I, I would have just killed her so, <laughs> myself. And, and I will say, and my, Mike, I've told Mike a couple of stories. I have had weirder experiences in Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, and the the weirdest one was the, I couldn't sleep one night and I was playing at two thirty or three a.m. in the morning, and I wound up in a lobby where everyone was speaking Japanese. I think. Or was it German? I don't remember. Oh, because those sound very similar. So, no, no, no I'm trying to remember. Cause I, I, I've played with a lot of Japanese-speaking people. But if you can't tell the difference. No, no, no. I, I just don't remember which which okay. lobby this was. I, I, I've played with a lot of, for some reason, Japanese-speaking people okay. in Friday the 13th. I've run into a lot of them. Um, I think this lobby was German because, and and you'll you'll see why I think because it's such a harsh language. They were being harsh in the lobby. You could like, and mm-hmm. then the game started. And no one spoke. And it like you'd get near people and they would not speak. That's awesome. And so finally, one of the cars got started and it was the four person car. Mm-hmm. And I was there and I got into the car and no one was speaking inside the car. And another player <laughs> runs up and they literally <laughs> ran over that player deliberately. <laughs> And nobody said a word. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm the only one reacting to the fact that in the game, we just literally cold-blooded ran down somebody and nobody spoke. <laughs> and then the game ended and they all started chatting again. And, I'm, and I literally can't understand what they're saying. That's so awesome. I don't know if it was a positive thing or a negative. And I was just like, this is creepy. That's probably their friend that they don't like. That's all. This, I, it was very creepy. Awesome. The silence was weird. And when they ran that person down, the fact that no one said anything, no one ran Nobody laughed, me. nothing. Wow. Nobody laughed, like nothing. And like that, that was another weird experience I had in Friday the 13th. But I had, I started running into lobbies and lobbies full of annoying kids. Mm-hmm. And you would enter the lobby and like, friend me, friend me, friend me, friend me. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> no. So it, it it became less fun when it became this hugely popular thing. Yeah. And we've gone back a few times and a couple of times we've run into that. We've run into the chattering children. Uh but overall game, the actual game itself, I like the atmosphere and the mood better in Friday the 13th, but there's a lot of things like Mike said, you know, glitches. Uh, I never got the hang of driving the car very well. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I'm one a... of the funnest things to do. It really is. It's a lot of fun to drive the car. So I do like the tip that you gave me of that driving backwards is easier, and I agree it with you. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um, my favorite thing to do is I love the phone fuse. Mm. I love finding that and then hunting down the box. <laughs> and there's really nothing like that in Dead by Daylight no. that is goal-oriented. Right. Other than the goal of the round, which is to open the gates right. and survive. What's the game uh, you were talking about where it's supposed to be a combo of the two? Oh, Project Resistance. That's it. 
they, just, they, they just announced it. It's 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 kind of Resident Evil like, but it's a combination of Friday the Thirteenth and Dead by Daylight. Basically, that's what the gameplay feels like. So I think it's coming out sometime next year. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays. And something that I like about both Friday the Thirteenth and Dead by Daylight is the fact that you have Springwood and Haddonfield. Mm-hmm. Um, are we really going to get Westboro uh, in Dead by Daylight? I don't know. I mean, it's, I think they would have released it with because, Ghostface. Well, that, well, that's that, that's what didn't make sense. Is somebody put online Woodsboro. 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 Thank you. Um, the um, somebody put on Reddit, I believe, one of the new uh, characters, and in the corner it said Sydney's house. Oh, Woodsboro. That would be awesome if they did. But it didn't make sense with that character. It's like that character, would, and you're right. Why wouldn't they do it with Ghostface? So I think that was a mislead. I think it was a deliberate, like a fan thing. Where they were trying to mess with people. Wouldn't surprise me because you would think when Ghostface came out, they would have come out with a scream character. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and they didn't. Here's the thing: if if you want to get into licensing, Scream is a mm. separate entity. Ghostface is a separate entity. True. So they That's they true. only licensed Ghostface. They didn't they, license Scream. Yeah. Right. But I, I was very curious about that. But the fact that you have you know Springwood and you have um, uh, Haddonfield, and, and you know you both I think have probably witnessed times when I encounter Michael and literally scream. <laughs> yes, uh, that is quite enjoyable when you do. <laughs> it's enjoyable for me because like as I'm looking around because I am not still not proficient at looking around and doing the gens at the same mm-hmm. time and I and it's like oh I'll look around I'll look around <laughs> and then I'll forget to continue looking around and I'll concentrate on the generator and that's when the killers always sneak up on me uh, so there have been times when I literally turn the camera and Michael's right, right here <laughs> just staring at me watching me uh, that's been very effective. I really enjoy those things. Friday the 13th, similar things have happened. I love the different maps on Friday the 13th. I think that's a strength for each of the games is those environments mm-hmm. that feel familiar. And you, I, I loved running around Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. It's like, Pakanak, I'm not that thrilled about it. Everyone's because it always happens. It, it, Pakanak, Pakanak. And, and I really believe that that's because on the Pakanak map in Friday the 13th, everything is so centrally located. Mm-hmm. You don't have to work as hard. Yeah. And it's like, no, if I'm going to play that game, I want to run around the map and avoid right. Jason. And it's like, that's part of the fun of it, which is also, that's a difference between you guys and me, I think. I, I think you and I are similar in this. And like, Mike, you play Killer and you seem to enjoy it. I don't like playing Jason and I don't like playing the Killers in Dead by Daylight because I enjoy the survivor responsibilities and the survivor goals better. And it's, it, it's and I'm yeah I haven't played enough of the killers to get used to them I'm a little more used to or used to be a little more used to Jason mm-hmm. I'm probably not now but uh, in Dead by Daylight the first person POV thing throws me quite yeah. often I lose people all the time even if I have downed them <clears throat> I can lose them <laughs> so that's odd for me but I just like the survivor uh, or the counselor goals better. And so that's why I'm more drawn to them because they have more to do in in many aspects. So it's like, I I like that more. So for me, I think I like the game of Friday the 13th better, but I actually enjoy playing Dead by Daylight more. Gotcha. And also because it's a smaller lobby, it's like it's the goals are more concise. And even though the games might last longer than the 20 minutes of Friday the 13th round, it's 
there's something about it which is more impactful as far as thrills and things mm -hmm. like that go. So would you say this the same? Would you have the same uh, attitude towards it if you played alone and didn't have it, like if we didn't play Dead by Daylight every night like all like all of our friends, or if we didn't play Friday the Thirteenth in the beginning because we like, have no lives with with yeah. you know with you and Omar and myself yeah. and stuff. Would, I'm avoiding would you, life. So. <laughs> would you have the same uh, outlook on it? Because wow. I think that's that's a big thing for me because I probably wouldn't be playing Dead by Daylight as much if it wasn't for you guys. Because I, that's I probably kinda... in the same. How no, I no, I agree with that a hundred percent. For me, uh, I was never an online gamer. That was one of the things I shot. I always shied away from. Um, Dead by Daylight and Friday the Thirteenth, I can very easily say, are the first two real online experiences I've had mm -hmm. with gaming, and it's for the social aspect. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's like if you guys aren't playing, yeah, I'll go in and play, but it's not as yeah meaningful. You know, it's just like I'm I'm playing literally. Oh, let me just try play a couple games and rank up if I can. I was like, but it's not as fun as and I do that by we, myself as well. Right. It, it, it the whole point is it's us playing, mm -hmm. and and whether it's. Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight, it doesn't matter. It's equally enjoyable to me if we're playing in a group. Right. Um, we can leave the seven-year-olds out of it. Um, <laughs> because I agree with you on that front. Like for Friday the 13th, it's like when I when I start hearing kids in the lobby, I just start muting everybody. Yeah. Because right. I'm and like, if you go on Friday the 13th now, which I have done a couple of times on my own and we've revisited recently, you go into lobbies, nobody has a mic. Yeah. Which it used to be the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. the, the single person without the mic was the oddity. Mm -hmm. And now nobody talks nobody to each other. And I think it's because of what happened to the game. Yeah. It became this toxic community. And, mm -hmm. and, or if it wasn't toxic, it was screaming children. Did I ever tell well, you the, the, the story of the forest when somebody barged in on my friend Justin and Yes, me? you did tell me about that one. That, uh, do you know that? I don't know. Uh, I was playing the forest one night uh, with my friend Justin. He's and... my friend too, Russell. Oh. <laughs> Our friend Justin. I don't know Justin. <laughs> so very cool guy. Lives in Chicago. Um, we were playing the forest and we got viciously attacked in a cave by cannibals. And we were, it's it, its the cave with the babies. Mm. All right, you, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. <laughs> it's like, and then there's like a huge I don't, but I'm intrigued already. And, cave yeah, with it's babies. Good. It's only uh, like 20 bucks too. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Really fun. And uh, also one of the first open world games that actually appealed to me, which, okay. you know, I, I made reference <clears throat> earlier that open world, like this open world game appeals to me because there are consequences to what you're doing. And that adds an aspect to me that that is intriguing. So uh, your, your daily activities have consequences whether you survive or make or make you more vulnerable which is really interesting mm -hmm. which is also one of the things about friday the 13th which i find interesting and dead by daylight has the same thing is like you have things that make you more or less vulnerable at different times that is also one of the things i like about the game uh, both of them so we were playing force one night and we were in the middle of this cannibal attack and we were not doing well and Suddenly, I hear cannibals suck, and we continue playing, and then I and we sort of got to the end of that, <laughs> defeated, killed what we needed to kill, and all that, and it's like, wow, that was intense, and he's like, yeah, it was. By the way, cannibals suck, and it was like, I said, yeah, it's like, why did you scream cannibals suck? And we're like, I didn't scream cannibals suck. I thought you screamed cannibals suck, and what had happened is. 
someone had seen our public party, mm. joined it, and neither just because we were in the middle of doing right. anything, Justin and I didn't notice. And what it was, it was this, this like, I think he was probably was seven or eight years old mm-hmm. kid. He couldn't see our game. He just heard our conversation. And it was this weird, like, shouted it out. and just shouted it out. And, and then finally it was like, hey, is there someone else on this conversation? And this kid, oh, yeah. It's like, I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and what it was is it was someone that I had obviously accidentally friended in the Friday the 13th lobby. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> And I said, it's like, wait, it's like, whose friend are you? It's like, well, I'm your friend. I'm like, where do we know each other from? And he, and he said, probably a Friday the 13th lobby. I friend everyone on Friday the 13th. Uh, and I probably accepted after one of the rounds thinking it was someone else. Never accept a stranger's friend. I have learned that from Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a weird, total breach of etiquette of like, like jumping in and then not being, and, and, we were like, well, what are you doing here? And and the kid said, well, I want to join your game of the forest. I was like, like we're signing off. It's 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> it's like, we have jobs. We're leaving. And so we ended the game, and I unfriended him and blocked him immediately. Nice. So, but it As was you just, it was, but it was, this, it was this weird breach of etiquette that was so foreign to me mm. and felt like a weird violation of like, that was creepy that someone came into our conversation didn't announce themselves like didn't say well, that, hey guys that's what a kid would do yeah and it was just like that that was weird yeah. and, but, and and but again that's what kids do yes we've also talked more with i think mike and i have talked about the thing that is surprising to me as a newbie gamer is the toxicity that some people approach this community with mm. because it is a community if you're sharing games this way if you're yeah. online playing you're forming a community period it's a small community. It's eight people. It's four people. It's six mm-hmm. people. Whatever. But the attitude and the aggression that some people approach it with is such a turnoff to me. Mm. And why do you still play with me? <laughs> you do get worked up. You do get worked up. Yeah, I mean, you've seen the me- like I've screenshotted the messages I've got after playing Killer. I oh, love yeah, the messages yeah. you get when you play Killer. Those are the best messages. So, but I'm talking mainly about survivors against each other. Oh, I find yeah. that odd. And it's like I was playing at Mike's after uh, house one afternoon, and you know, like oh yeah, I sit down and play a couple of rounds. I played around, and somebody messaged me afterwards like, "We carried you the entire game. You're worthless." And it was like. Yeah, the killer was chasing me the majority of the game, and you guys did the gen as I was running around on the mm-hmm. other side of the map. So it was just like we just approached the game differently. I was yeah, distracted. You were you were a distraction the whole time. And and, and but it was like yeah. this person took the time to actually open up a message, mm-hmm. write yeah. that, send. Like I don't have that in my being. No. I kind of have fun when I insult that. people, though. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me. <laughs> I don't, especially when a killer is playing like a cheap game, I have no problem sending them a message afterwards. But I, but I'm snarky with it because I want it to be funny. It's like which it's I, not like it's not like a it's not like a you know go to hell you loser type of thing. It's more but that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, see those I can't stand. That's what I'm no, referring. Those to. I those I can't stand. Oh. Um, and and to be totally honest, I have played against some killers in Dead by Daylight. I really would like to get snarky with. So. See exactly. See, it's fun. <laughs> you should do it. Okay. So. But anyway, um, so but I like the I like the approach that you made towards both games. That like you know 
Friday Thirteenth overall a better game in your opinion, but you enjoy playing Dead by Daylight more. Yeah, I think so. Which yeah. which do you guys find more frightening? Because they are horror games. I don't know. I got Dead, go- Dead by Daylight for me. Because there's there's more jump scares. Because there's so many there's a there's there's a few killers that they have no terror radius, mm-hmm, right. and if you're not looking Stupid in the right direction, pig. all of a sudden <laughs> it's like oh crap. Yeah. You know, whereas Friday the Thirteenth, the music starts. Yeah, you you know, or you see the static. Yeah. Like so, you know when he's close. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that's a very valid point. I think I agree with you. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I feel like um, I feel I I feel like Friday the Thirteenth plays up tension better. Like when I'm doing something, I'm always yeah. wondering. Like I'm and always. And if you mess it up, you know I, right. that other people can hear you and he exactly. can hear you. Yeah. Whereas with, with Dead by Daylight, to your point, like the jump scares are definitely better in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. But the tension for me is bigger in Friday the 13th, especially when the music starts playing. Then all of a sudden, I start getting intense. Right. Um, so that that so for me, it's like they're both in their own way mm-hmm. like they both have a good scare yeah it sounds uh, I th- how do you feel about the sound in the games it, it, I personally think Dead by Daylight is probably a little bit more effective yeah because I think there's more there there are more subtle sounds that are in there that kind of play up the mm-hmm. creep factor so in other words like Friday 13th to me it's like you you hear a lot of sound when you're basically just like running on the road running in the right. running on the dirt and stuff like that and that's yeah. really most of it mm-hmm. I was like but with Dead by Daylight you'll hear little sounds like when you run past the water tower or when you're like there are little things that they do that I the feel cage. like the cage the <laughs> cage or you hear the lan- the lanterns burning yeah exactly. oh yeah that's true that's or true. the uh, the barrels on fire and stuff like that yeah. so right yeah I feel like they play up the sound a lot better uh, in that respect, right. Um, whereas, but again, with Friday the Thirteenth, I think part of the reason why I like the tension in it is because of the lack of sound. There's this un, there's this eerie quiet to it for right. a long period of time before Jason comes, you know, and finds right. you. So, uh, so again, they take two different approaches. I do prefer the Dead by Daylight one though. Well, interesting. More, right. yeah. Um, so I don't know if we have a definitive answer in terms of which one is. <laughs> Better overall. I really wish that they uh, that Gun Media didn't lose the license to Friday the Thirteenth though, because I was secretly hoping we would get a the um, the cruise ship from Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be like an awesome way to play on a level. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, that is not meant to be. I also think that the game would have, to your point, the way that they gave up on it, had they had not gone after the Friday the Thirteenth license and just left it, I think it was just going to be called Summer Camp mm-hmm. before that. If they had left it as right. Summer Camp, I think we'd be having a completely different conversation yeah. because that game would probably still be getting updated today. Right. Uh, it was because they went after that license that actually, unfortunately, kind of doomed them, which sucks. Uh, well, didn't doom them in the beginning. It didn't doom them in the beginning. It, yeah, it helped them, them in the beginning. Yeah, it helped them in the beginning, but it just ultimately kind right. of got them stuck. But uh, you know what? I mean, the game is still running. We can still play it, which is awesome. You just got to silence all the, all the squeakers. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, so so I, I'm assuming, based on the conversation, that it's really, if you had to pick one, which one would it be? I think I know the answer. If you had to just pick one of them. Mike, I know your answer. Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Uh, It's very close, but I would lean a little bit toward Dead by Daylight. And I'd lean Dead by Daylight also. Um, I just wish, and this is the one thing I do wish they would put in in the damn game, because I hate the mores that they have in the game, which are when the killers kill you. Because everybody only has one. They don't fill out the animation fully. 
right. for the kills. And, and on top of that, I would love to see them incorporate more kills. That's the one thing Friday the 13th wins on, oh, yeah. hands down. Yeah. The, the kills in that game are insanely awesome. Yeah. I was like, and I want that in Dead by Daylight. Yeah, and, and that's what part of the fun of Friday the 13th is. There are times I've literally, as I was dying of Friday the 13th, I was like, I've never died like this before. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember the first time I got folded up in the lawn chair. I mean, that was like one of the best things ever. Yeah. I've never experienced the sleeping bag one, and I've always oh, wanted to. Oh, that was good. Uh, I, I have not either. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, set that up one day. But yeah, all right. So Dead by Daylight all around. Just I, overall I, I, fun. Yeah. yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I kind of figured that was the answer, but I had to ask. Yeah, of course. Um, but I think uh, I, th- I think uh, I think we've talked enough about this, uh, and, and I, I say we steer this into port because um, I really want the cruise ship board on Friday the thirteenth. So um, well, first off, subtle. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally subtle. <laughs> But um, first up, I want to thank you guys for joining me this week, mm-hmm. uh, for filling in. Uh, Larry missed a really awesome episode, but he doesn't play Dead by Daylight or Friday the 13th, so okay. he misses out. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, where can our watchers and listeners find you guys? Because video games isn't everything that you guys do. Well, if you go into any post office, you'll see Russell's picture nice. up on the wall. So Have you moved up in rank there? Yes. <laughs> Life goals, <laughs> but I know you guys. You guys have your, uh, you know, you guys have your own podcast. So I mean, where can people find you guys and tell them a little bit about that? Do the intro, Mike. Go for it. What am I, your servant? No. <laughs> like jump, monkey, Donkey um, Kong. <laughs> um, yeah, we do a, a podcast called My Haunt Life, and it, we talk about haunts haunted things horror immersive theater escape rooms video games um, basically whatever's going on in our life we talk about um, if we go to a show um, or we see a movie or we play a game we talk about it and basically give reviews and things like that um, you can find us at uh, on the web myhauntlife.com or all the social medias at myhauntlife Yes. Uh, we have past episodes available uh, discussing stuff that we've done in the past and also we have really past episodes discussing things we've, done, we've done in the past, past yes <laughs> and we have Imagine interviews that. with show creators <laughs> that we've gone to uh, which we constantly get feedback that people really enjoy the interviews because uh, it gives them a glimpse behind the scenes of shows that they can attend here in the Los Angeles area um, so yeah it's uh, that's uh, what we do other than working So well not me yeah. <laughs> I am currently unemployed because I got laid off because the company I worked for filed Chapter 11. So if anyone watching this has any leads on a buying position, retail buying, or e-commerce merchandising... They can track you down at my hotline. Yes, please, please <laughs> let me know. Because, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. You have something you want but to say before, before we, we go. <laughs> before we go. So I wanted to. I didn't want to come empty-handed. So I did bring you guys something. So <laughs> is this because you knew we were going to be on video? <laughs> no, it, no. This, I would. I would have brought this anyway. So it's like. Oh, it's like. Um, but no. So because Mike was not here, Mike was traveling during most of the Halloween season. Yeah. So he missed out on a lot of the Halloween candy. So I brought each of you. A Count Trocula bar. <laughs> Count Trocula bar. Nice. 
Well, thank you. So, thank yeah. you, General Mills. <laughs> so it's and it's kind of like a rice crispy treat with chocolate crispies. I am all in for that. So, I used to love Count Chocula as a kid. So thank you for this. So yeah, absolutely. So that's that is my gift to you, all right. Count Chocula bar. And with that, <laughs> thank you guys both for being on the show. For everybody who watches and uh, listens to the Retro Gamers, you can find us at theretrogamers.com. Uh, on Instagram at Retro Gamers Podcast, on Facebook at Retro's Gamers Podcast, and you can watch us on YouTube. Just look us up at the Retro Gamers Podcast. And this has been—you've got one more thing before we close. <laughs> I've out. got one more thing. I'd like to ask both of you a question. Sure. Like because I'm the newbie. Yes. Like, and you know that I like horror, and you're into horror. You're into horror. Is there a horror game that I need to go back to? Like if you, and and the reason I'm asking this is I'm there. There are classics like Left for Dead, yep, mm-hmm. uh, Dead Rising. Yep. Uh, I haven't played any of the Silent Res- Hill, Silent right. Hill, uh, which is one I've always heard about. Um, Resident Evil Two, which uh, Black Friday fifteen dollars. Yep. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so if <laughs> if you would steer like, is there, what's the must for me? Silent Hill. In my Silent Hill. Oh really? Yeah. The first. So, Silent Hill's got Silent a, Hill Two. Yeah, Why? Uh, Silent Hill Two is better, I think, but still, um, the, it's just a really unnerving game. I mean, I think that's the best way to put it. it okay. Like it, it, it keeps you on edge pretty much the whole way through. It's, okay, it's like playing a haunt. Like, oh wow! That right. game. When when that came out, I was probably eighteen, nineteen, mm-hmm. maybe, um, and I was playing at night with the lights off, screamed add a few parts and have to turn it off. I was like, nope, I can't play this anymore. Wow. Like yeah. it's that effective. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely try that one. And that, is, that one seems is that available for PS4? Uh it's a, it's PlayStation One. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So it'd have to be like an emulator or I might I might have it because I have a I have a fat PS3 which plays PS2 and PS1s. I might have it so if I do, we we can play it some, yeah. at some point. Oh, I would. Or like to that. be honest with you, you can pick up a PlayStation One for like thirty bucks. Oh, okay. So that's available. I did not know. This. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> one and two. Yeah, but outside of that, if uh, anybody watching or listening has any horror recommendation games for Russell, <laughs> please feel free to sound off on our uh, on our page or reach out to Russell at My Haunt Life. Um, and with that, thank you both gentlemen for being thank on you. the show. Well, and you. we will catch you next week on the Retro Gamers Podcast. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. For over 30 years, Lexus has been celebrating driveway moments. But this year, driveways hosted some new traditions, like graduation parades and birthday parties. Celebrate the season with the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more.